Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Well, for the younger children who may still be in here today, there are three things that you could be listening for this morning. The first, what do you think my dream meant? The second, what does Trisha Hersey tell us that faith is? And the third, how many times do I say a version of the word dream? So some things for you to be listening for. I happen to be a vivid dreamer. Almost every morning I wake up remembering some strange or funny or scary or ponderous dream that I'd been having the night before. Last week I dreamt that I was at the hospital visiting someone and I looked down and I realized that I had brought along with me my pet grizzly bear. (laughs) In the dream I started wondering why I had pet grizzly bears. That seemed like a terrible idea and also why I thought to bring it with me to the hospital. And at that moment, the bear got up and it wandered out of the room, and no amount of calling I did for the bear made the bear come back. And I sat in that room thinking, maybe I can find a way to sneak out and nobody will know that it is my fault that there is a grizzly bear roaming the halls of the hospital, terrifying people. And just then the grizzly came back in. It had wandered down to the kitchen, and it found a very large grilled salmon And I woke up thinking, well, that hospital must have delicious food. (laughs) Our scriptures are full of stories of people who are also vivid dreamers. We don't hear about grizzly bears in the Bible, but people who fall asleep. And God, or an angel, appears to them and gives them an important message. Or people who dream about cows and ears of corn, which is really a foretelling of a famine to come, a helpful warning for God's people. Our scriptures are also full of stories of people who are dreamers, people who imagine a different reality in the waking world and call out to God to make it so. The thing about those kinds of dreams and dreamers is that there is often, or perhaps always, sorrow and grief that when voiced can prompt this sort of dreaming. Mary and the psalmist we heard today are prime examples of this. The difficulties, oppression, pain, and suffering that they have experienced and have witnessed other people experiencing is actually what helps them understand God's dream for how the world could be. You see, Mary is a young and poor woman who has seen the ways in which the world treats her, and the ways that the world treats those who are in power. And she dreams of something different. She highlights that in her song, God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and set the rich away empty. She sings this because she believes the angel's words to her that nothing will be impossible with God. I have yet to preach a sermon during Advent where there wasn't a major historical crisis taking place, where there wasn't a heartbreaking story of tragedy 
being broadcast over television, radio, and the internet, where there wasn't a personal loss unfolding in the life of the congregation and community that I served. And this year is no different. We find ourselves as Advent still living in a weary world. And the carol calls out to us yet again, O ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow, look now, for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. A rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. In her book, Rest is Resistance, Trisha Hersey writes, Possessing faith is a practice in living on the edge, yet feeling tucked in and protected. If that isn't a great summary of living a life of faith, I don't know what is. Living on the edge and yet feeling tucked in and protected. That's the story of God's people that we heard in Exodus and in the Psalms and that we hear again in Mary's words. A people living on the edge and yet are tucked in and protected by God. You may remember that in the story of Exodus, the people are fleeing. They are fleeing oppression and a life filled with death. God is literally guiding them away from this life. At the end of 430 years, on that precise day, all the Lord's people in military formation left. They left. The Lord went in front of them during the day in a column of cloud and in the night in a column of lightning. The column of cloud during the day and the column of lightning at night never left its place in front of the people. Now, I'm sure they were terrified. I'm sure they were anxious. I'm sure they were filled with questions about what was happening and what would happen next. But God never left that place in front of the people. Just as God never left Mary. My soul, she sings, magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for God has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. O ye, beneath life's crushing load, look now, for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. We all have different gifts in life, and I'm not so sure that dreaming about a different world is my strongest one. So I rely on the message of these passages of scriptures that we read this morning to show me the way, to remind me that even in the bleakest of bleak midwinters, I too can rejoice with the psalmist that yes, the Lord has done great things for us. And I can do that at the same time that I feel helpless to change the world or to ease the sorrow of God's people. This week, as I listened to the news of the war in Israel and Gaza, the voices of the people from the Ukraine, as I learned about the self-inflicted death of a middle schooler at my son's school, I yet again found myself without words. That is, until I remembered that I often find myself in this place without words. And so as strange as this sounds, I keep a copy of hymn number 74 in the medicine cabinet, right behind my toothbrush and my vitamin D. Its words are based on Psalm 126. 
And its third verse is the prayer that I return to time and again when I don't know how to pray, when I don't quite know how to dream, but I know I deeply want to keep practicing, believing along with Mary and that angel that with God all things are possible and that God's dreams are always bigger than anything I could imagine. Great liberating God, we pray for all who are oppressed. May those who long for what is right with justice now be blessed. We pray for those who mourn this day and all who suffer wrong. May seeds they water now with tears spring up into a song. When we are weeping, it can be hard to dream of a better day. And yet, and yet, the tears that fall also allow us to imagine something different. We are called to allow ourselves the space and the rest that is needed to be dreamers and to dream these dreams with God, dreams of a new heaven and a new earth, of justice and peace and mercy and joy. And so I pray for you, as I pray for the world, that as you know what it's like to live on the edge, may you also feel tucked in and protected. And may the seeds that you are watering now with tears soon spring up into a song. Alleluia and amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.